Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneke Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You. In good seasons, if we're not enjoying our breath, we're not there to enjoy the fruits of our labor, to keep with the metaphor. And in difficult times, if we're not with our breathing, we're not resourceful, we're not at our most intelligent and skillful. And before you know it, if we're breathing in a really shallow way and we're faced with serious challenges, we're actually adding to the problem. We're creating more drama, we're making errors, One error leads to another error. Now we're covering up what we've done. I mean, it's a mess. And so if we can actually return to that deep enjoyment of our breathing, even during challenging times, we'll have the right insight about how to reach out and get the support we need to make good, wise decisions to navigate through. A view of human nature that ignores the power of emotions is sadly short-sighted. Daniel Goldman. Of course, again, I want to share with you about eClincher, my peak performers. And of course, that's a social media tool, management tool that you can use with your team and your clients for collaboration and increased productivity. Now, perhaps you're used to some other social media management tool, but this is the best on the market. I kid you not. I am speaking from experience. And what it does for you is allow you to save time, take back that time that you perhaps need to start a project or something that you've always wanted to do. You know, you're a busy entrepreneur and you have projects that you want to undertake, but perhaps you're thinking, I don't have the time. Now, I'm introducing you to eClincher. Go to the, the affiliate link on this show notes page for your free 14-day trial. So whether you are an SME, an agency, or an enterprise, eClincher is for you. Sign up today. Now, let's get into the meat of the matter. I hope that you are doing well. It is episode 240 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast, and I'm your host, Henniko Watkins-Porter. Today's episode is with Tammy Simon. Now, Tammy is the founder of Sounds True, one of the world's leading wisdom-based multimedia companies whose mission is to wake up the world Sounds True publishes groundbreaking authors and teachers with topics ranging from mindfulness, neuroscience, psychology, trauma therapy, and more. Tammy also founded the Inner MBA, a collaborative effort between Sounds True, LinkedIn, Wisdom 2.0, and Mindful NYU to train the next generation of conscious business leaders by teaching them the inner skills required for success in today's environment. Are you excited yet? Because I am. I'm looking forward to our conversation on inner skills in the post-pandemic economy. Welcome, Tammy. Wonderful to be with you. Absolutely. Do you know anything about Jamaica? Uh, I I was there once. Yeah, so I know a little, but tell me more. Okay, no, well, you tell me, what did you like most about coming to Jamaica? To be honest, I liked the beaches, but the part I liked the most was when we drove up in more into the jungly part of the country, about half an hour up into the hills. And I think it was the vegetation, the amount of greenery, the fruit. I just loved it. It was so I wonder nourishing. If you, were in the, you were in the Blue Mountains. 
That sounds right. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I just knew it. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. All right. Inner skills in the post-pandemic economy. All right. What are inner skills, Tammy? Let's talk about that. Sure. Well, I think outer skills are when we're interacting with other people and we're taking our cues from other people and from the culture at large. We're looking outside of us and we're measuring ourselves according to metrics that we've been given by the world at large. When we turn inside, at least this is what I've noticed, is that there's a whole new way of evaluating and considering what success really means for us. And it's things, in in my case at least, it's things like how connected do I feel to a sense of purpose? How connected do I feel to the people I'm working with, to our customers, to our colleagues? Is my heart filled with love? Am I being creative every day? So the first thing is using our inner lens to actually come up with our own metrics of success, the kind of success that you'll judge yourself by when, I'm just going to say it plain as day, when you're on your deathbed, when your life's over and you're looking back and you're saying, did I really do what I came here to do? Do I feel satisfied? Do I feel fulfilled? And I think that's the first step, knowing what our own inner metrics are. And then when we know what our inner metrics are, we have to develop and focus on fulfilling those capacities so that when we do get to that time of our death, we can say, oh, my God, I did it. I did it. I was loving. I was creative. I was connected. I was purposeful. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to talk about it sounds like we're talking about that compasses, guises and all of that. But before we go there, let's talk about when we are disconnected. And so we can look at the picture vis-a-vis when we're connected versus when we're not, you know, with our inner self. So let's talk about when we're disconnected. What does that translate into? Sure. Well, I think when we're disconnected, and of course, this happens to all of us, you know, different amounts, but it, it's it's a common human experience. We feel depressed. We can feel like we're not sure there's any meaning in our life. We're not sure what we want to create and contribute to other people or if we have something to contribute. So I think that's the, we feel alone, alienated. I think that's the disconnected state. Mm -hmm. And I think what's interesting, though, is that right underneath it, available all the time, it's just a small turn of the dial, if you will, a turning of our attention, we can come back to a state of connectedness because we are part of life. We're actually not separate from life. So we've created some delusion in our mind, that delusion of disconnection. And it takes something as simple as appreciating the Blue Mountains or petting a, you know, a dog, which is what I'm sitting here doing right now as I'm talking to you, or opening our eyes and looking at the, you know, the colors in front of us or even the quality of air in the room that we're in and feeling it touch our face. And suddenly, just through attention, the quality of our heart's attention, we start feeling connected again. And then we can deepen into that. And that's where these inner skills, you know, people talk about the inner skills of something like meditation or mindfulness. And people, I'm not into that, or I am into that. And I would make it a lot simpler, which is just the inner skill of relaxing into the moment, 
just relaxing into being. And that is a capacity we all have as human beings. And when we do that, it changes us and we start feeling that connection. And from that connection, we start getting filled also with what is unique for us to do. Because I always think that's right below the surface of who we are, what is unique and called on for us to contribute. And when we're making that contribution, suddenly we're connected. Mm-hmm. All right. So pre-pandemic, right? I mean, we're all faced, we're all faced with all sorts of personal challenges and issues and just navigating life. Huh. Fast track to the pandemic era that we're in. It lends itself to all sorts of anxiety and, you know, disconnection. Let's talk about how does one stay grounded, stay present, stay, you know, being being allowed to have that compass that you kind of alluded to guide our lives? Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, you know, I think this is true in every circumstance, pre-pandemic, during the pandemic, and post-pandemic. And it begins with, are you connected in your own body in this moment? So in this moment, can you feel your feet on the floor? Can you feel them? You have feet. They touch the floor. Can you feel that? Can you feel your breathing, your heartbeat? And when we start connecting with our own body, first of all, we drop out of this disconnected type of rumination in the head repetitive thinking in the head, that record player that's going on in our head, that's simply just spinning round and round and round stories that are often quite scary and and terrible. And it's projecting way out into this terrible thing could happen, that terrible thing could happen, or this thing happened in the past. We're not actually in the present moment. And so when we start connecting and we can use the sensations in the body, the foot touching the floor or the breathing pattern in the body and feeling even, Henneke, one full breath, one, wow. just mm-hmm. one, just do that. Like we can, let's, we, we can do that. Well, let's just do it right here. So yes, we take let's a, do that. Beauti- let's just do one big let's breath. Take a beautiful inhalation and feel it. You could feel the air going up in your nose if you're breathing in through your nose. Yeah. Feel the sensation of it. Feel your belly expanding. Breath goes all the way down to the belly. And then the exhale is so enjoyable. It's a release and a relaxation. Exactly. Tommy, let's, you know, you hit on something which is so key. Let's touch on how do we really breathe properly? Because I'm particularly women, I know, and, and I used to be guilty of this, like you're breathing in and you're trying to tuck in your tummy because you want to, you, you know, you want to have that flat stomach and, you know, six pack, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about breathing properly because that is a key to many of our challenges, sleep challenges, anxiety. Let's touch on that. Teach sure. us how to breathe properly. Let's sure. do it again. Sure. Well, for me, a big part, and I'm glad you mentioned the belly, is having more like a Buddha belly. Even if you're a woman, have a Buddha belly. Because if our belly is tight and restricted, then we don't have that quality of breath coming all the way deep down into our pelvic floor. So let's take a nice, beautiful inhale. I like to breathe through the nose 
feeling the air and then feel the air go all the way down into your belly and feel your belly expanding Buddha-like to the front. And you can feel your belly like a balloon getting big to the sides and the back. So you have a big balloon-like belly. Ah, and then the top of the inhale, you can just hold for a couple beats there because you're taking a nice long inhale and expanding the belly. And then we release and exhale. And the exhale is a chance to let go of stress. It is uh, truly a letting go. And as we exhale and it's nice and enjoyable and long, find yourself just relaxing in your body, kind of melting. So the inhale goes all the way down to the belly, back of the belly sides, and then the exhale is long and enjoyable. And what I found is that the more you can enjoy your breath and savor it, kind of like you're you're eating a beautiful piece of fruit grown on one of the farms in Jamaica, you're eating that. Uh, it, you, mango, you love mango. it. Exactly. Mm. You like it that, that you like each breath that much. You enjoy it that much that that enjoyment of our breath naturally leads to what you were asking about, which is healthy breathing, healthy, because when we're enjoying it that much, we're really with it. We're fully participating in it. We're not witnessing it from afar being disconnected and being like, okay, good. Now I did my five breaths. Let's get back to the really important thing I'm doing, which is solving XYZ problem and making more money or whatever, you know, big project I have that really counts. It's like, no, actually this is fulfilling in and of itself, this being with my breathing fully in, fully out. How important is breathing in this time, in this season? I would say in every season, Truly. In good seasons, if we're not enjoying our breath, we're not there to enjoy the fruits of our labor, to keep with the metaphor. And in difficult times, if we're not with our breathing, we're not resourceful, we're not at our most intelligent and skillful. And before you know it, if we're breathing in a really shallow way and we're faced with serious challenges, we're actually adding to the problem. We're creating more drama we're making errors, one error leads to another error, now we're covering up what we've done. I mean, it's a mess. And so if we can actually return to that deep enjoyment of our breathing, even during challenging times, we'll have the right insight about how to reach out and get the support we need to make good, wise decisions to navigate through. Mm-hmm. Can inner skills be trained? And I know the answer to that, but let's hear it. Sure. And well, how do we train? As it? you yes. know, the answer is yes. <laughs> and you know, in in I was trained in a Buddhist meditation tradition okay. and I studied deeply within a tradition for 15 years. And one of the phrases they used again and again and again was training the mind. And quite a, I like that phrase. I like that phrase because I think we all know how untrained and unruly And wild and crazy, really, basically, our minds are. They're crazy. That's a crazy place to be. And so we have to train ourselves to come back out of this 
kind of repetitive and useless rumination and worry, we have to train ourselves to come back and be fully inhabiting the present moment. And the body is always in the present. That's where our body is. Our mind can project itself into the future, but our body is always right here. Where else could our body be except right here in the present? So by coming back to the sensations in the body, that's a gateway. That's a gateway to come back into the present moment. And then when we're in the present moment, our thinking is different. It's more we're having the thoughts that are needed and are being elicited by the present moment circumstances we're in. We're skillful. So yes, we have to train the mind and we can train the mind formally by having periods of time, whether it's five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, and we can train the mind informally in the midst of all of our activities. We can do both. And they actually are reciprocal. They feed and support each other. The more we do any kind of formal practice, even five minutes a day, the more it informs and helps us while we're right in the midst of activity and stressors coming at us. Mm -hmm. I hear that, you know, the body is always present, but it's the mind that is all over the place and in, in, a, in a thousand different directions. Um, just give us some guidance here, Tammy, how to quiet that mind of ours. Sure. Well, what I found is most helpful for me is just leave the mind alone because it's a, it's a wild, <laughs> crazy thing. Don't worry. But do, just leave it alone. But do this other thing. Come into your body. So we already talked about the breath, and the breath is just such a, a great tool. I also like feet and seat because I can always find my feet and seat. And this is something I learned from someone who's a trauma expert, a psychologist, and she taught me this very simple and easy to remember phrase, feet and seat, because when we're traumatized, we're out of our body. We can't, we don't want to be in our body because it could be too painful and terrible and it's overwhelming. And what she likes to teach people is by starting with feet and seat. So, and what, what we mean by saying feet and seat is feel them feel them. So right now, as I'm talking to you, I can feel both sides of my buttocks, my seat on the chair. Mm -hmm. And I can feel them as kind of heavy. Mm -hmm. Like I feel my sits bones as heavy. And as I focus on that, I start feeling this sense of natural presence in the body, because I'm connected to my seat. And then my feet, my feet are on the ground. And, you know, I'm fortunate they're on a beautiful shag carpet, so it's a nice texture. My bare feet are on this shag carpet in the uh, little room that I'm in. And as I feel the bottom of my feet, that's a really natural and easy way also to just get out of that unruly thinking process. I've dropped down to the bottom of my body now instead of up in the top in the head. And I'm feeling the bottom of my feet. Huh. And what I notice is that when I do that feet and seat, I start to feel more grounded. And as we know, in business, being grounded is key. If you're not grounded, you're not in touch with the real numbers, with the real facts of your business, with the actual challenges you're facing, not the imaginary challenges you're facing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love working with people who are really grounded. And in fact, when I 
you know, interview people for positions, if they don't feel grounded to me, I often, I just don't really want to work with them because I have a tendency to get ungrounded myself. So I want to surround myself with grounded people. And, you know, it's something you can sense. You can feel it when you're with people and you can feel when people have that sense of like an anchor down into the ground and you're like, great, that's the kind of person I want to work with. We are going to get a lot done. And so we each have a commitment, I think, if we want to be successful in business, to come to our work from a grounded place. And if we find ourselves ungrounded, then do the kinds of training practices that return us to a feeling of groundedness. Now, if I really feel ungrounded, I'll take it a step further beyond seat and feet and feel like my breath actually starts way down. This gets a little a little esoteric, Hanukkah, but I think you can stay with me. My <laughs> yeah, breath actually, my breath actually begins in the earth below me. So I breathe up like I'm breathing up from the center of the earth. And I'm getting really grounded in the energy of the earth. And that's super powerful. It can sound esoteric, but it's actually not that hard to do and it changes you. Well, you have certainly given us a lot of insight and, you know, practical tips that we can use to ground us and to stay focused in this time. As we wrap up and talk about inner skills in the post-pandemic economy, I'm going to give you this moment, Tammy Simon, to just leave, um, take it away. Give us your final thoughts on, on this topic and kind of bring it home for us. Sure. Well, the, the greatest resource of inner wisdom is our heart, our human heart. We are so loving and our heart is so capable, honestly, of everything, of everything we need. And so my final words are, yes, get grounded in the present moment. And when you're there, tune into your heart and follow what your heart tells you to do and have the courage, have the courage to listen to the wisdom of your heart. Wow. Follow what your heart tells you to do and have the courage and the wisdom to listen isn't that solid? Very, very solid. So I'm going to ask you at this time, just to close off, Tammy, by sharing your contact details. How might I, my community get in touch with you? Sure. Visit SoundsTrue.com. And you can also check out InnerMBAProgram.com, which is the nine-month certification program, Henneke, that you mentioned that SoundsTrue runs each year. So InnerMBAProgram.com and then our mothership is soundstrue.com, which is a, a company that I founded 36 years ago. Wow, wow. And how has it been going quickly? Perfect, wonderful, awesome, challenging, unfolding, growing, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All of those adjectives. All right, yeah. good. Tommy Simon, it has been a pleasure for me to speak with you. And believe me, even as we had this conversation, it was very practical for me. I was breathing because it, it's something that I pause to do consciously ever so often, you know, particularly in this season. I mean, it's it's no more than ever that I've started to do this, you know. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that with me and thank you for sharing your wisdom. And I wish you every success on your onward journey. Thank you. I wish you every success, too. Thank you, too. Thank you, my peak performer, for tuning in to this episode with Tammy Simon. I trust that it was very, very exciting, intriguing, and practical for you as well. I look forward to connecting with you next week. But, of course, in the meantime, connect with me for all things podcasting, my book, 
podcast, Power, the quick start guide to launching and leveling up your brand, or you want me to coach you to podcast, or you want to do the online podcasting course, or you want me to produce your podcast, whichever you want, podcasting, I'm the Jamaican podcasting queen, the Jamaican podcast queen. So go right ahead and hook me up, hennikawatkisporter.com. Send me a message from WhatsApp that comes directly to my my phone, and it's going to be from the homepage there. The WhatsApp icon is right there. So send me a message. And here is the point of hope for this week. Above all else, guard your hearts, for everything you do flows from it. Proverbs 4, verse 23. How fitting when Tammy did mention about the heart a while ago. So, yes, thank you so much for tuning in. Take care. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Tees and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange.